My name is Wyatt Graham, and I am joined with Norm Funk on the TGC Canada podcast. And I wanted to talk with Norm and ask him this question. Uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and Norm, you are church planting. So why in the world are you church planting during a pandemic? What drove you to do this? Okay, what it, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with this pandemic. Is there something going on that I should be known about? <laughs> yeah, we've, some of us have heard There's about it. There's a pandemic so. going on? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a great question, Why? Great to be with you, by the way. Uh, yeah. my, answer, my answer is simply that the Lord made clear his call back, back before everything, you know, before the world changed, back early mm -hmm. in, in January of this year that he was calling me and not me alone, but Pat Sabell, whom you, whom you know, that we were being called to replant a ministry. Um, a ministry invited us in in January, said that they feel like they need to close, but they wanted to replant. Um, and would we consider giving leadership to it? And, and so we began the process. They went to their church body, and then the world changed in, in March, as we know. And things got tabled, but they came back in summer and they made the proposal again to their church body and they affirmed it. And, and so it's nuts. It's, 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 it makes no sense. And so that's the comfort I have. However, in the midst of it is, is God has called us to this in the you know, midst of all the limitations and the restrictions and you know, all of the stops and starts and people's fear and hesitation, but he's, He's called us to this, so we're going to make the best of it. You know, I, as I was gently rebuked uh, when we met with the church body back in, in June, and I said, I have no idea how we're going to, you know, plant a church during a, a pandemic. You know, there was a woman in the audience who said, you know, the church around the world is going through far harder things than this, um, always, than a, a mere pandemic. I mean, the, the persecution and the limitations and the resistance and the trials and the tests. This is this is nothing, and so God can continue to build this thing as He continues to build the church around you know around places in the, on our planet that are, you know, constantly dealing with constant constant persecution and, and hardship. So I felt gently rebuked. And you're right. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, we have to do some things. We have to figure some things out. But you know, God's in this, and we're going to be okay. That's helpful to hear it that way, because I think you're right. I mean, there's so many challenges across the world, and it's not as though the gates of Hades can overcome the Church of Christ. Right. Um, but I'm Now, I know there are lots, but I'm curious, in your situation in BC and Vancouver in particular, what are the challenges? I mean, every province is a bit different with, with restrictions right. and challenges. So what, what are you facing as a church planter right now? Yeah, I, I think the most... Um, most obvious, we're limited in uh, in our gathering sizes, so we can only gather 50 people, 50 patrons, they call it in in, in the language that that is used out here. 50 patrons plus your your normal staff, so you know, worship team, you know, speaker, tech, you know, people like that. So you're limited that way. Um, that's the most, and then in addition to that, uh, you can only gather in groups of six outside of your bubble, so to speak, your family or your friends. So if you wanted to start a small group ministry, for example, from scratch with new people, you can only gather to sizes of six. So that limits what you can do. And then in addition to that, you know, doing things, you know, at, you know this, why when you're trying to raise up a new thing, one of the most important aspects is just the building of community, right? You have people coming in from all over the place in, in, 
you know, in relationship to what we're doing. We have a church that's shut down, but people from that church want to be a part of this. We're going into what has been their building for 52 years, but people are coming from, from the outside. So wanting to build community, that's tough because you can't just have 20 people over to your house. You can't have, you know, a, a potluck dinner downstairs. It's just really, really difficult. And so it has limitations, you know, in regards, in regards to that. And then, well, you know, this is no different than anywhere else. Uh, that you have people that they're not going to show up uh, until a vaccine is, is found. Um, all of the guys that I talk to, my, my friends who are pastors who have taken stock of their ministries, put out surveys, just ask questions, they've, they've discovered that basically you can cut your ministry in thirds. One third of all people want to gather, doesn't matter, they're ready to hug it out, they're, they're in. Then there's one third, yes, we're in, but we want to see what you do that you know ensures safety. And then there's one third that is, no, we're not coming mm. back until a vaccine is found. So you've got that aspect. Um, so, and then, you know, your online presence, you know, how, as a new thing, um, if I was, say I was back at Westside still, and it shut down, I have an obligation online because people are part of that ministry and they can't come out. I have an, but what is my obligation online to a church that doesn't exist? Right. So what is what is what is best practice in that? What are the best practices? I, I do I want people switching from one church to another if they're feeling called, but they're only going from online ministry to online ministry. I don't <laughs> that's, that's a good kind question. Of weird. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so we're we have a steep learning curve in terms of what we're trying to figure out. But, you know, I would say those are the most obvious. And then I would say, you know, more importantly than all of it. You know, planting churches is tough work in the best of seasons, and, and we have an enemy that fights and kills and destroys, and, and, and so there's just that that comes, that comes in the midst of it. And then I would say one last thing, I know this is a long answer, you know, Pat and I, you know, we're, we're in our mid-50s, man, we're a couple of old farts trying to do this new thing, right? And so, you know, we're, you know, we're really wanting to focus, why has God called us to this at this time in our lives? And I think the reason why, and I, I certainly hope it is, because I know it's our commitment, is we, we want to be right out of the gate committed to raising up next-gen leaders, like right out of the gate. That's our passion. That's always been Pat's passion. That's my passion. Church planters, leaders, pastors, worship pastors, right from the get-go. Because, I mean, you know, we're we're on the back nine of life, man. We, you know, we, we, we have to, we have to figure out some things and, and by God's grace, we will, but that's, we've also been around the block a little bit and there's certain things that we don't need to learn. We've already seen it. And, um, and, you know, I think we have some advantages from that standpoint. So, you know, all sorts of things. That's my, you know, elongated answer to you. No. Yeah. I mean, I've never think one thing you said that, um, I guess I, maybe I thought about, or it seems new to me at the moment anyway, is you're kind of right. If you have an online ministry and there's someone at a different church who's just doing online, like what does it mean to, to migrate churches? Right. Like what does it even mean in, in this digital kind of setting? Yeah. Uh, another thing is interesting. You, you mentioned those uh, thirds of personalities or how people are, are responding to the pandemic. As I understand it, that's probably the same on leadership teams as well. Uh, yours yeah. is maybe two people. So it's a little bit different, but. Right. Yeah, there is a kind of a real split and uh, however long it takes to get a vaccine, if it's six months, a year, whatever it is, 
Yeah. Um, it's going to be a reality for, for all churches and for a church plant in particular, I could see that being a little tough because you almost want that critical mass there in the building at the beginning just to have something visible. That's right. Um, and when a visitor comes, here's the other thing you said was interesting. Like, so, so a visitor comes and you want community, but like you can't really invite them over for lunch, right? right. Like, right. I guess you could eat outside, but it's, uh, what's a month? It's October. It's going to get cold soon, right? Maybe not in Vancouver. I don't know. But well, what's that? So, yeah, that's a good question. So, in Vancouver, uh, where you are, uh, are you? Is it warm enough to uh, do things outside potlucks in October, November, well, December? Today's beautiful, but you know the rain's supposed to start coming okay. at the end of the week, and so yeah, right now it's great. Uh, but you know, we all know, you know, up here on on this side of the border that uh, you know the rain or the cold is coming, and and I think. You know, I don't, I can't speak for how it's gone out in Ontario. I, I would think it's, it's very similar. I mean, the summer has, has maybe brought a false sense of, of what we can do. We, we, we're going to have to be, you know, perhaps, again, go back to the drawing board and get creative. I think, I think the difficulty, why it for me is, you, you're right when it comes to the leadership and how people view things. I'm probably a little more, a little, a little more open to trying some things, but I've got to respect where other people are mm -hmm. at. I don't know what their personal life is. I don't know who they're saying, seeing. I don't know their own personal health. And so I have to be very careful, but there is, there is allowance for me, you know, to grab people in the lobby on a Sunday, for example, and say, would you come and, you know, do, do lunch with me and my wife? There can be that. But what you can't do is, yeah, we're going to have a, you know, like I said, a big potluck, you know, lunch afterwards to get to know one another. Uh, that's difficult. Um, there's some people that would go, yeah, fine, I'm in. But, you know, probably not always a great example for others, too, that are going, well, why are you breaking protocol? Um, and so you need to you need to be aware of your witness in that, too. So it's a fine line. Um, um, so I don't know what winter's going to look like. Hmm. A lot of small groups, I think, like very small groups. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, I was talking with Brett Landry or email in, I guess. And, and he has, I don't know how their church model works, but there's other three churches or one in three. But uh, a number of their, like they're doing all these different kind of models. And I think one of them was kind of the house church cell model. Some were just trying to meet together. And yeah, they're already being creative and it's still not the fall. Uh, or it is the fall, rather. It's not the winter. Yeah. So it is really interesting. So here's a kind of a follow-up question. Uh, in a church plant, you're, you're hopefully evangelistic. Mm. Someone comes and says, I want to be baptized. Are you, can you baptize people? Can they take the Lord's Supper? What does that look like? Yeah, well, from what I've seen, because I've done a lot of guest speaking in different kind of situations over the last six months, and everybody, some places they're not doing, they're not doing communion. Other places they're serving it to you with gloves and dipping the wine or dipping the bread into the wine, for example, if that's their practice. I've seen other ones where they have, you know, they've bought these, you know, these little cups with juice and a wafer or that type of thing. So you can do things if you're creative that way. I've also seen baptisms. I, I, I think it really is up to the individual and the conversation they have with the person who's baptizing them if they feel comfortable, if they're in their bubble, so to speak. So I've, I've seen a lot of that, um, you know, just friends on Instagram posting things that they've done over the last six months. I know that Westside had a great baptism just a little while ago, Crossridge, Lee Francois' ministry, Brett, the same thing, you know, the short, just churches that I'm 
familiar with and have some friends in. So yeah, I think you can, you just have to go through the proper steps. You need to have the right conversations, but my goodness, you know, you know this, I mean, why you're, you're a, a tremendously smart in tune, uh, well-versed individual. Our history for the last 2000 years is, you know, Thousands as the church, yeah, right. As the church is, yeah, there are things that we need to step into that. I, I think we can, be a little more forceful as long as we're as long as I think we're going through proper steps and having the right conversations I think those things can can continue mm. absolutely well it strikes me that if we're taking appropriate caution uh, and being aware of other people's uh, conditions autoimmune all that kind of stuff yeah uh, we should be we should be confident um, the Lord's Supper is, is is a good thing to have baptism is a good thing to have Meeting together is a good thing to do. Hearing the word preached, praying together, confessing sins. I think we need to figure out a balance because those things are so important. And the work of church planting in a pandemic is no less important than any any other time because uh, we have one life to live and we're not only trying to live physically (laughs) as long as we can, uh, but spiritually. And so so I kind of want to know a little bit more about Midtown um, as we kind of maybe transition here. So, why is it called mid? I mean, it's in the middle of the town. Uh, why is it called Midtown? Uh, kind of where is it? How do people get involved? When does it actually begin meeting in person? That, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we called it Midtown because, yeah, no, uh, you know, nothing super creative. It is sort of in the middle of Vancouver. It's not downtown. I mean, I planted West Side because it was on the west side of Vancouver. There's a and pattern so, here, West Side. Right. <laughs> And there's 20 million west sides of Vancouver, or west side churches outside of Vancouver. Um, But I was just, you know, doodling one day trying to come up with a name. And I figured, I I don't like, I I don't like names that you really have to unpack with people and, 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 you know, confuse people. I I, I like very generic, basic names. I, I wanted a name that, you know, told people where we were. Uh, I like Midtown, you know, I like Rain City, I like Stumptown, I like all those kinds of names. Um, in, and we are right in the middle of sort of, if you look at a map of Vancouver proper, we're sort of in the middle, just, um, you know, as a bird eye, bird's eye view of it. Um, the, so what we're doing right now, we're in pre-launch phase. So the last two Sundays, we've had uh, vision gatherings. So we, and you have to RSVP and register for them. So we had four of them. Two, two, two on each Sunday. Um, sorry, my wife just, that's that chime. Hey, <laughs> go look. I should have turned that off. Sorry about that. No, so we've had two on the last two, so four in total. Um, about 150 or 60 people have come out and they've listened to our, our you know, our vision of what we're about. Uh, you know, just the story of how this came about. And then after taking, we're going to take this weekend off for Thanksgiving. And then mm. on the 18th of of October, we'll begin our pre-launch gatherings. And all this is, how I've described it, is uh, we'll do nine Sundays that will will serve as kind of an elongated members class. And so, um, uh, you know, we'll be talking about our mission, our values, what we believe. We'll talk about what, what our view of the scriptures are, you know, the sacraments. We'll talk about the gospel. We'll talk about reaching out to the community. And so if you take these nine weeks either coming live to them or on our YouTube channel, and you sign our membership covenant in December, which we will go over, you'll form the, the core uh, membership group of Midtown when we launch officially in, mid, in mid-January, in mid January 17th. 
So we're in this phase of just, this is who we are. We want you to be praying about this. We want you to be praying for us. We want to raise up ministry team leaders, ministry team members, all of that. That's what this time is. And then we'll launch by God's grace in January. What are we going to do? It's not going to look a lot different other than we will officially be a ministry. We will, I don't think there's going to be any movement. I, if there is great movement away from groups of 50. So we'll, We'll do live gatherings up to 50 on Sunday mornings. We're, we're probably going to launch a Thursday night gathering as well and the, do the best we can over the fall and raising up mm. as many community group leaders as possible, raising up a kid's ministry, um, youth ministry, but just step by step as we assess who's here and, and what are our needs and all of that kind of stuff. Well, that's great. I, uh, I think it's interesting you're doing Thursday night. I kind of thought, you know, at least prior to this, that like you have a big group of people, you have seven days in a week. It's not perfect. I mean, I think the first day of the week is important, the Sunday that we celebrate, but you can worship God on Saturday night if you need to. Yeah. When I was at Westside, if I was still there, I was, you know, thinking about in the summertime starting a Thursday night gathering. So many people, you know, head out for the weekend um, and either they try to find a place to go on a Sunday or they just don't. And I thought, no, you know what, if we can gather on a Thursday, no kids ministry, um, anything like that, but you come on out. I, I, if I was still there, I would have, I would have tried that. And so we just thought Pat and I, as we talked about it, you know, yeah, we don't want to do four or five on a Sunday. You know, why don't we do something? And maybe we reach a, a group of people that are into coming on a Thursday, another night of the week. And so, and we may actually even record, that may be the one that we record and not worry about doing anything on a Sunday and we can upload that. If we do anything like that, I'm not even sure yet, going back to my comment about what we do live, you know, recording or live streaming wise, I'm not, I don't wanna steward something unnecessarily and put that, you know, that burden, but I also know how important it is to reach, especially the non-believing community by way of what we can do on the computer. So, or on their phones or what have you. So step by step. Yeah. Know, it's a, it's an interesting reality, I mean, but you're right about reaching people. It's uh, the reality is, especially if you're under 50, you're, you're basically so used to your phone, the internet right. technology, there are some negative effects of it, but like the printing press before us, it's also a medium right. to communicate truth. Sure. And it's interesting. If you look back in history, people complain about uh, printing press. Well, everybody will be able to say what they want now. This is bad. Or novels come out, everyone criticizes. It's whatever the medium is, it sure. goes to a time of criticism. And there is some benefit to be able to use the internet to connect to people. So uh, a lot of wisdom involved there. So I'm sure you'll work that out. Um, as we kind of wind down this conversation, I, I think probably the last thing I could can we ask you is like, is there anything that you want to share about uh, Midtown or maybe a connection point for people that are hearing this or someone's just curious, they're living in Vancouver and want to know more. Like how do they get a hold of you or a hold of your website or whatever? Well, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. I mean, we have a land, our website is under construction, but we have a landing page, uh, mtown, mtownchurch.ca. And um, on there, they can link up with our different social media platforms like everybody has Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram and, and uh, we're launching our YouTube channel uh, this week. Mm. And uh, that's where we'll you know, summarize what we did on a Sunday. 
And so if you just go on YouTube and search Midtown Church Vancouver, you can follow that way. If, um, you know, if you want to email me, have, you know, more specific questions or Pat, just norm at mtownchurch.ca. Uh, if you feel led to give, you can give just donations at mtownchurch.ca out of your, you know, own banking app and, and that'll go straight into an account. Be praying for us. Um, when you go onto our landing page, you can sign up for our newsletter. So we'll MailChimp you, you know, to keep you up to speed on things. And so lots of ways to hear and follow us, but yeah, be, you know, be praying. And I mean that with all of my heart, that's not lip service. I've just been in this world for, for far too long now, not to have come to a place where just the importance and, 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 oh man, the, the need for prayer uh, just prayer support, not only locally, but around the globe, just lifting us up. How encouraging it is. I know to me personally, when somebody says, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm in Toronto. I just want to let you know I pray for you. That's huge. That's huge. So prayer support, keep us, you know, keep us in mind. Um, follow us, encourage us. If you know people out here we need to reach out to, you know, especially those that don't know Jesus, I mean, and are, you know, somewhere in Vancouver and go, hey, you know, what you, you know, email them, give them a call. Maybe they need to know about, about this new thing. We will do that. Um, that is our mission. And so, um, yeah, all those things would be, you know, so, so appreciated. Great. Well, well, hopefully people will be able to do that. Um, Norm, thank you so much for talking with me. Uh, I think it was just an interesting talk. Uh, I, I don't, I doubt, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I doubt there are many people who are deciding in the middle of the 2020 pandemic, the thing <laughs> I need to do is immediately yeah. uh, do a church plant. Um, yeah. But we still need to. The yeah. gospel doesn't stop being the gospel. The mission doesn't stop being the mission because of sickness. There are right. difficulties and challenges, of course, but it's still there for us to fulfill. So I'm encouraged uh, by you, and I, I hope the best for you and the church and for the for the gospel in Vancouver. And I'm super happy that Pat is there. Yeah. We've only met once in person, but I've always had a, gr a good impression of you. And uh, Pat is a friend. As he's on the TGC Canada Council, and yeah. I'm so happy that both of you are working together. And I'm yeah. looking yeah. forward to see what the Lord will do through Midtown Church. Thanks, Thanks. Norm. Well, I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to come on with you. Really mean that.